Welcome back to this week's episode of The Emily Show. Comes now the trial of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard that by the time this airs would have started on Monday, but is pre-recorded before jury selection begins. I will be updating on this trial across social media and streaming parts of it on my YouTube channel at the Emily D Baker. So if you want all of the up to the date, latest and greatest, you can follow me on social at the Emily D Baker or join the text crew. If you're in North America at textemily.com, and I will keep you posted there. This trial has a lot of moving parts. I've been getting a lot of questions on it, not just from the law nerds, but from the media as well. And I'll attach some of the articles I've lent my analysis and comment to uh, down below in the description and in the show notes. So today's a case brief on the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case. The things that I think are most helpful before this goes to trial so that you have the foundation you need. We're not getting deep into the weeds today. There will be, hmm, there will be plenty of time for that. We're doing the foundation of what is even happening and what a trial like this is going to look like. Cause it is going to be, well, I think it's going to be a star studded shit show. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So without any further ado or sassy quotes, we should just get into this week's episode. Hey there, welcome to The Emily Show. I'm your host, Emily D. Baker, badass lawyer and everyone's favorite legal commentator, breaking down the legal shit in the news and pop culture stories you want to talk about. I've been a licensed attorney for over 15 years. I'm a former prosecutor and I'm a big fan of the cursey words. So let's break it down. Great health starts with great habits and Quip makes it really easy and they kind of gamify it for you in their app. If brushing your teeth is one of those things that is maybe not on the forefront of your mind all the time and look, I brush my teeth way more now that I am that I have aligners in, I am constantly brushing my teeth and Quip makes it not just easy but also fun. Their sleek sonic toothbrushes are loved by more than 7 million mouths and their toothpaste is fantastic. The entire family has switched to Quip toothpaste. They have watermelon. I don't know what it is, but they have watermelon toothpaste. My kids love watermelon toothpaste. So if you're ready to try it out today, go to getquip.com slash Emily show right now, and you'll get your first refill free. That's right. Your first refill free at getquip.com slash Emily show spelled G E T quip.com slash Emily show quip the good habits company. So as trial is set to start on April 11th, and unless something has gone completely off the rails and if it has, there might have to be an addendum, but if it hasn't jury selection should have begun. Cameras will be in the courtroom in Virginia for the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case. The court has estimated well with the input of the lawyers that this will be at least a six week trial. So buckle up. It's going to be a lot. And it's not all going to be just witnesses whose names you may know. There's going to be a lot of technical evidence. The exhibit lists are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of items long. Why? Why, Emily? Why is this going to take that long? Well, A, I think both parties are going to put on everything 
that they think will prove their side. At the heart of this trial is Johnny Depp suing Amber Heard over statements that she made in a December 18th, 2018 op-ed in the Washington Post. And we will go over some of what was said in the Washington Post uh, in a few minutes. So he is suing her for defamation over that article. There are three counts of defamation, but they're all stemming from the same thing, that article. One is her stating the article in the Washington Post that was published. One count of her same statements, Washington Post, but the online edition distributed in a different manner. And then third, she tweeted out the article. So a third publication of the defamatory statements. Johnny Depp is seeking $50 million in damages for statements made and punitive damages up to $350,000, the limit, it seems, in Virginia, and then all costs associated with this lawsuit that was filed March 1st, 2019. So just a few months after that op-ed, this was filed. Lots of litigation has ensued about this case being in Virginia, not being in Virginia, all of, well, not all, most of the pretrial litigation has resolved. There are still some unresolved matters that we will get to on the, at the very end of the things I am looking at what's coming next at the very beginning of this trial. In 2020, Amber Heard filed a number of counterclaims against Johnny Depp um, saying, you know what? You're suing me. Fine. I sue you. I sue you too. I sue you too. Not all of those claims have survived. Some of them were barred by statute of limitations, which in different states is different lengths of time, meaning from the time you know of the crime, discover the crime, or the crime happens, depending on the thing. How many times can a lawyer say it depends? You know what? It depends. So Statute of limitations in Virginia for defamation is a year. Some of the claims did not survive because of that. Other claims didn't survive because they didn't apply. But at the heart of the counterclaims from Amber Heard suing Johnny Depp over claims made through his representative, his lawyer, saying that her claims were bullshit. Those aren't the exact words, but that is the source of the defamation, saying that she's essentially a liar and that her claims are a hoax. People don't like being told that, that, that what they're saying is a hoax. Ask Jesse Smollett and probably Sherry Papini. The cases we've talked about lately where people are being accused of faking things, this is another one where um, Johnny Depp's camp is alleging that Amber Heard has made all these things up, that she was seeking attention or trying to ruin Johnny Depp's life, et cetera, et cetera. And Amber Heard's side is saying this is a continued pattern of abuse, and this lawsuit is further abuse suffered by Johnny Depp and suing him for saying that she said that she abused him. Emily, he said she said yes. That's where we're at with this civil lawsuit. Amber Heard is suing for $100 million in damages, punitive damages up to the $350,000 threshold, attorney's fees, a permanent junction, and enjoining debt from any further harassment. Before we get into how this trial may or may not play out and some of the things that are going to factor into this, my thoughts on this, first of all, is that both sides, they have to either prove that, well, they have to prove the defamation, but Amber Heard is really trying to prove that she's telling the truth because if she's telling the truth, then her statements aren't defamatory. Johnny Depp is trying to prove that her statements are defamatory, that she wasn't um, abused by him, that 
her statements are fabricated and made up. So both of them are fighting for their reputations, not just at the court of law, but also in the court of public opinion, which is why I think we're going to see so much brought into this trial as both of them try to prove the other one wrong on a very large scale. Again, cameras are going to be in the courtroom. And so much has already come out about this case because of Johnny Depp's lawsuit against The Sun UK for running a headline that he was a wife beater. Now, Johnny Depp lost that case in the UK and was not granted an appeal. The legal system there is different than the legal system here. The standards of proof are different. And the judge was the finder of fact in that. Also, what was being proven there put Johnny Depp on the back foot. His team might have anticipated a win that would then, you know, usher in a win here in the U.S., but he's on the back foot because what he did in that case is sue the Sun UK for a headline that he said was defamatory. They just had to prove that they had enough of a reasonable belief based on what they were told by Amber Heard, that they could publish the headline. So the benefit of the doubt in that case, when we went through the judge's ruling, and I'll link those, when we went through the judge's ruling, he gave almost every finding of fact benefit of a doubt to Amber Heard, and Johnny Depp couldn't bring a defense against her statements in that court in the UK. Why? Because he wasn't disproving what Amber said, because the point in that case was what Amber said to the son. And did they have reason to believe the story they were told? And essentially, is it more likely than not true? Is it true enough that when they published the headline, the headline wasn't defamatory? So it might sound like you're like, that sounds convoluted, but different. It's not disproving Amber heard in that case, it's proving that the son had a reason to believe her. So Johnny Depp couldn't bring in and didn't bring in the evidence to rebut Amber heard because that's not what the son was told, if that makes sense. So here there's going to be evidence rebutting the things that Amber Heard said. The crux of this essentially being Johnny Depp saying she was always the aggressor in this relationship. Therefore, I am not, she is not an abused spouse. I've defended myself in this relationship, but have not hit her, did not leave, you know, marks and bruises on her. And of course she says that that is not true. And that saying what she says is not true is in fact abusive as well. So what did Amber Heard say in this 2018 article that she is being sued for in Virginia for $50 million? Let's take a look at that real quick. And again, I will link it if you want to go to the Washington Post article from December 18th, 2018, still exists on their website. I think a lot of it's behind a paywall. You probably get a free article or two if you want to go read it, but we're going to go through it. Not the entire article, but the salient point. The opinion piece says, opinion, Amber Heard, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change. Amber Heard, it says is an actress and ambassador on women's rights at the ACLU. It begins by saying, I was exposed to abuse at a very young age. I knew certain things early on without ever having to be told. I knew that men have the power, physically, socially, and financially, and that a lot of institutions support that arrangement. I knew this long before I had the words to articulate it, and I bet you learned it young too. 
It then goes on to say that like many women, I had been harassed and sexually assaulted by the time I was of college age, but I kept quiet. I did not expect filing complaints to bring justice, and I didn't see myself as a victim. And then it says two years ago, so this is 2018, so two years ago being 2016, two years ago, I became a public figure representing domestic abuse, and I felt the full force of our culture's wrath for women who speak out. Now from 2018, that two years prior would have been when Amber Heard filed for divorce from Johnny Depp and filed for a domestic violence restraining order from Johnny Depp. That incident, when she went to court and got a domestic violence restraining order, is one of the things that is going to be called into question during this trial regarding this statement saying, Two years ago, I became a public figure representing domestic abuse, and I felt the full force of our culture's wrath for women who speak out. The timing pegs it to her divorcing Johnny Depp. It goes on to say, friends and advisors told me I would never work as an actress. I would be blacklisted. A movie I was attached to recast my role. I had just shot a two-year campaign as the face of a global fashion brand, and the company dropped me. Questions arose as to whether I would be able to keep my role of Mira in the movies Justice League and Aquaman. I had the rare vantage point of seeing in real time how institutions protect men accused of abuse. It then goes on to talk about the Me Too movement being a transformative political movement and how um, important it is to speak out about sexual assault, about domestic violence, and more. She also, at the end of this, says, I write this as a woman who had to change my phone number weekly because I was getting death threats. For months, I rarely left my apartment, and when I did, I was pursued by camera drones and photographers on foot, on motorcycle, and in cars. Tabloid outlets that posted pictures of me spun them in a negative light. I felt as though I was on trial in the court of public opinion, and my life and livelihood depended on a myriad of judgments far beyond my control. I want to ensure that women who come forward to talk about violence receive more support. We are electing representatives who know how deeply we care about these issues. We can work together to demand changes to laws and rules and social norms and to right the imbalances that have shaped our lives. So there are definitely two camps, and this trial has become polarized before it's even begun, but there are those that very much um, don't believe Amber Heard. There have been things that have come out that are contradictory, statements that are contradictory, audio where she admits to initiating fights and things like that, and there are those who absolutely believe Amber Heard and believe that Johnny Depp was in a violent relationship with her. For those that don't believe Amber Heard, this article is likened to, you know, Jesse Smollett saying, I'm an advocate for, you know, anti-racism. I'm an advocate for the LGBTQ community. And look at this. I am now the victim of a racist hate crime. There are those likening this situation. We will see. She's not on criminal trial. She's not on trial for the report made to police. She received a domestic violence restraining order. So she is on trial for whether or not she lied, but not in the criminal way that Jesse Smollett was. And Johnny Depp is also on trial 
or whether when his representatives said that Amber Heard lied, they were in fact lying. How is a jury going to parse all of this out? They're going to have to decide who they believe because it's two sides of the same coin in this trial. If Johnny Depp is defamed by this article where it is truly defamation by implication, she is implying it is him. If he is defamed by that, it means that a jury has decided that Amber Heard is liable for the statements she made where she speaks about being someone who was and became a representative of domestic abuse, stating essentially that she had been domestically abused. The domestic partner she had left in that time frame was Johnny Depp. So if a jury finds that defamatory, then they don't believe that she's been a victim of domestic abuse and they don't believe the statement is true and therefore not privileged and not, not protected and defamatory. If they don't find her liable for the statement, it means they believe her that she was a victim of domestic abuse and is freely able to speak it out into the open. You can talk about your experiences. And that goes to her counterclaims as well, right? Because if Johnny Depp's lawyer's statements that this is a hoax and she made it up are false, then Johnny Depp defamed her. So the jury is going to look at really two sides of the same coin and all of the things that go into who they should believe, which is why this trial is going to be uh, well, probably six weeks long, but also we're going to see Johnny Depp testify. We're going to see Amber Heard testify. And there is quite a celebrity filled witness list that's going to go through everything from did Amber Heard really donate her divorce proceedings as she said she did, or did she lie about it? Was there an awful text message sent from Johnny Depp to actor from the Avengers series, Paul Bettany, who played Vision, talking about burning Amber Heard and what Depp would do to her corpse. There, uh, Elon Musk is on the list because it's alleged that he was having a relationship with Heard. And if he was having a relationship with her during this time, did he ever see her bruised and things like that? So we're going to see quite a lot of witnesses coming in as both sides try to bolster their story. But as the jury is trying to parse this, the public is also going to be trying to parse this. And when Amber Heard talks in her article about being subject to the court of public opinion, this is not going to get better with a televised trial. But I don't think it, I don't think there's any winning for either side in this because some of what's already come out is so ugly that no matter who wins, everyone still loses a bit. If Johnny Depp is vindicated in this, I think he stands to win more if a jury finds that she defamed him. But so much negative has already come out. If Amber Heard wins, I don't know if it will vindicate her enough to make all of this worth it, but it will definitely be more damaging to Johnny Depp. We've seen Johnny Depp lose numerous roles over this. So when we get to the damages, if the if he wins and we get to the damages, you are going to be looking at how much those roles cost and how much future roles could cost if people still continue to not work with him. So you get a really different damages calculation in a trial like this because of his career and because of how many projects moved away from him after these allegations came out.
There have also been a lot of motions in this case regarding Virginia's anti-slap statute. Now, a slap suit is a strategic litigation against public participation suit. Slap, general, slap with two Ps generally refers to lawsuits that are trying to stop someone from exercising a First Amendment right. In Virginia, that doesn't stop litigation at the beginning the way it does in California. The anti-slap statute in Virginia is used as more of a defense where the jury can find, hey, this isn't defamatory because it's protected under the anti-slap statute. This is a matter of public concern that is being discussed, and it becomes almost a defense in the way it is used in Virginia versus in California, where it's something that's used at the very beginning of litigation to stop the litigation from going forward. This litigation has been going longer than the marriage was going and has gone into so much discovery, the process of turning over information between the parties that it has gotten wild. Speaking of discovery, I said I would talk about the things we are going to still be looking for in this case, but before we do, we need to thank our sponsor. Thank you to today's sponsor, Green Chef. I can't believe that it's already April. It is time to start thinking about summer. And I know if you're anything like me, your kids are going in a million different directions right now, which can make it really hard to sit down for a family meal. Well, Green Chef not only makes it easy, but healthy and delicious as well. Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company and makes it easy to get meals to your door, ready to go. You put them together. It's like cooking, but like without all the stress and you can pick meals that are keto or paleo or vegan or vegetarian or just balanced living. My kids enjoy their meals, which makes my life so much easier, but I enjoy them too. They're delicious. They have sauces that I never would make myself, like literally never. If you want to discover why Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well, go ahead and try it for yourself. Using my code, you can get $130 off plus free shipping. You just need to go to greenchef.com slash emilybaker130 and use code emilybaker130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. You are going to enjoy the delicious meals that you will create in less time with Green Chef. Go ahead, give it a try. And if you make a Green Chef meal, please tag me on social. I want to see what you picked and what delicious offerings you made. Thank you again, Green Chef. Oh, this is making me hungry. We got to get through this episode. I need, I need to eat. There was a really interesting motion filed that I covered in full on YouTube regarding an outstanding discovery issue that kind of blew my mind. Amber Heard and her team was ordered to have an image made of her phone with certain parameters to turn over the digital photos of the injuries that she said proves her side in this, that she was in fact a victim of domestic violence. That hasn't happened yet. It was supposed to happen by the end of November last year and still hasn't happened. There is still not a court ruling on that as of recording. So Johnny Depp's team has been like, we need the digital evidence. I don't know how the court is going to choose to resolve that. Keep the pictures out, allow the pictures to come in and allow the jury to be instructed that the veracity of the pictures is suspect. Give the jury an instruction that Amber Heard did not 
adhere to her um, obligations and discovery in a way that damaged Johnny Depp's ability to prove his case, delay the trials so that the digital imaging can take place. It seems like there's been a ton of requests for sanctions in this case and a lot of back and forth between these parties over discovery. But when it comes down to not turning over the digital evidence that you've been ordered to turn over and ordered to turn over in a very specific way, and then her team is, you know, tried to extract something, but it wasn't using the licensed extraction software, turned over over 80,000 photos, but they weren't the photos that were supposed to be turned over. That kind of gamesmanship, if it is allowed to be addressed by the attorneys, I don't think goes well for her in court. Um, if the pictures are what they say they are, just turn over the pictures. You, you're you suing too for defamation. You have to prove your case too. In, it's a civil suit. You have to turn over your discovery. So with that issue being unresolved, I'm very curious how the court chooses to address it and what Johnny Depp's team will do with that. Additionally, in the days running up to this trial, new lawyers keep getting added to the bench. There, there are motions for admission pro hoc vice that keep popping up on the court's website. That pro hoc vice means that attorneys who don't practice in that jurisdiction are being waived in for a limited purpose. This one case, okay, I practice law elsewhere, California, but I, I, this is my client. I want to come represent them here in your court in Virginia. I've not taken the bar in Virginia. I'm not licensed in Virginia, but we've got this local counsel who's going to work with us here in Virginia. Can I please be admitted? I swear we'll follow the local rules and we'll do things properly. And that if an attorney is in good standing, courts will normally admit them into a location where they don't normally practice pro hoc vice because, you know, lawyers, lawyers, law, law. Finally, one of the most important rulings I think that has happened in this case as we're running up to it. Well, I guess it happened in 2021, but at the, towards the end of 2021, well, other than yeeting a number of Amber Heard's cross complaints or counterclaims, because that's pretty important for Johnny Depp's team. But one of the substantial rulings in this case was regarding that UK lawsuit. Uh, Amber Heard's team had sought to have the UK ruling be instructive and kind of limiting in the case here. And the judge posed the question on that motion from Heard as the UK lawsuit being asked by Heard's team to be given preclusive effect in Virginia, given the plaintiff's previous opportunity to fully and fairly adjudicate the case. So, hey, we've already adjudicated this in the UK. So it should stop this case from really moving much forward. The court overruled it there, saying that the defendant's supplemental plan bar was misguided and only thinly supported by pre-existing law, which was very interesting that there was an argument that heard trying to use the ruling in the UK that, as I explained earlier in this episode, is under a different legal system and really addressing a similar but different question, like the same cause of action, but uh, the the salient question was different. The salient question being, what was the son told? Not Not actually all of what happened, which is what the question is here. It, are heard statements defamatory or Depp's statements defamatory? Not did the newspaper have enough information to print a headline? And it seems that the litigation leading up to this has really, Amber Heard's team has tried everything they can as a defendant in a lawsuit will 
to get this suit to either not be heard in Virginia or not be heard at all. And then to not turn over all of the discovery, not to say Johnny Depp's team hasn't put up quite a fight in litigation and tried to block defenses of herds. The litigation is extensive, which is why when there is a six week estimate for this trial, I am not surprised by that at all. Finally, we've seen extensive objections to either side's witness list, either side's exhibit list. And all of that pretrial litigation should be resolved um, before they start picking a jury on Monday. I don't see another hearing on the books this week, but we will see what happens in court before this. So the things I'm looking out for are how long will it take to pick this jury? Because it won't start being televised till after the jury's picked. What the court will do with that digital evidence that has not been scanned and imaged and forensically examined the way the court ordered it to be? Will sanctions be granted? How will the court deal with the evidence in that? And will this trial actually start on time? Those are kind of the big three things I'm looking for. As this starts trial and you are watching along and wondering, you know, what are the big points each side needs to make? Depp needs to show that if there was any physical contact between him and Heard, that it was instigated by her. Therefore, is it fair for her to say she's a victim of domestic abuse if he was defending himself? That is what he needs to show so that a jury can wrap their heads around the fact that um, around the elements of defamation, that the statement's not true. The way that the statement's not true is, A, if there were never hands-on, which I don't think is what any of the evidence is going to show based on what's already come out from the UK suit, or if Heard was always the instigator of any physicality between the two of them, therefore he was not abusive, he was defending himself. For Heard's side, uh, she needs to and her evidence needs to have explanations for some of the inconsistencies that we've already seen for the audio where she talks about hitting Johnny Depp. And when he said, well, you punch me. And she's like, you're not punched. I'm not hurting you. Stop being a baby. That audio. So she is going to have to do a lot of work to overcome that when Johnny Depp is saying things like, I don't lay hands on you. And she's saying, yes, I punched you, but like, stop whining about it. So that is going to be, I think, difficult for a jury to overcome. Most of the law nerds that have reached out after they've heard that audio have been like, oh, that's tough. And the two parties had consented to recording conversations in their relationship. So that evidence is coming in. And if Heard's team doesn't bring it in, Depp's team's going to bring it in to impeach her. So she's going to have to address it. She's going to have to address making statements that she was donating divorce proceeds and then didn't do it. There are some inconsistencies she will have to address. Depp will also have to address drug and alcohol use and how that played into this relationship. It is going to be really the everything on display from this relationship. And there's a part of that that is going to be a spectacle. I find that there's part of that that's also deeply sad, but that these two are so locked horns on this that both of, I don't see any, I mean, obviously there's no backing down on this. There's no resolving this. Depp wants to 
regain his reputation and Heard wants to defend her reputation and not be someone who's determined by a jury to be lying about being a victim of domestic abuse. And Johnny Depp wants to prove that he is not someone who is a domestic abuser. I hope that if there is any silver lining to all of this, it is a conversation about how deeply complicated not just litigation is, how deeply complicated defamation is, but also how complicated domestic abuse is and how toxic relationships can be. I mean, it's going through all of these filings. It's the vitriol and the allegations back and forth are kind of staggering that people chose to live together in this and go through it. I mean, it is, whoo, it is a whole lot to wrap your head around. I also hope that in going through and watching through this trial, we're able to have conversations, not just us as Lawnards, but we're able to have conversations on a larger scale about what it means to, you know, believe all women, believe all victims, believe all people when they share their experience, but also how you verify what people are saying while still being compassionate to what is being said, how you go through, okay, well, is that true? Is that not true? How you parse information, how we determine what headlines say, because what this trial can show is there are two sides to every story. And sometimes those sides are very, very far apart. And Remembering that there are two sides to every story is something that we kind of need to go into most things with, especially when it comes to the law. With that, the things I'm also looking for. One other thing I'm looking for is how does the plaintiff choose to start their case in chief? Um, case in chief, me talking like a prosecutor, how the plaintiff chooses to prove their case. Do they start with immediately calling Johnny Depp to the stand? Is that their first witness? Tell us what happened, lay the scene, tell us the story, and then and then support that story with evidence piece by piece? Or do they call Amber Heard to the stand first as a witness for the plaintiff saying, did you say these things? Did you do these things? Did you, did you say what's in this article? Did you write this article? And laying the foundation for what Heard said before they start attacking it to prove that the statement was made. So how they choose to start will be interesting. The opening statements. Remember, they're not opening arguments, no arguing and opening. The opening statements are each attorney's opportunity to tell you their theory of the case and how they're going to prove it. It should be a pretty helpful roadmap if it's done well to see what's coming up. So keep in mind that we've got two cases going on, really. Depp defamed by Heard, question mark. Heard defamed by Depp, question mark. And that's what a jury is going to have to decide at some point in the future. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a Lawnard. Please, please, please follow along with me as we discuss this case and try to put yourself truly in the shoes of the jury as we are going through this one. Keep an open mind about the things that you hear and keep an eye towards whether this was or these statements seem to you based on the evidence presented to be true or untrue statements, whether they are reputationally damaging. I think both parties are going to have no problem proving that this has hurt their reputation. It's whether really the heart of it just boils down to, is the statement true or not? And how do you prove 
a statement is true or not. And with that, we will be chatting a lot about this case all across the social medias and here on The Emily Show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a Leonard. Stay hydrated and mind your business. No, stay hydrated and mind the lawsuits. And may your Wi-Fi be strong. May your toilet paper be plentiful. May your gas not be $7 a gallon. May your family be well. And may the odds be ever in your favor. I look forward to talking to you in this coming week and in the next one.